Hello, everyone. Welcome to the brand new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring indie and small press authors with host author Emma Polova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant, The Low Ledger, and author Larry Bailey. Today, I will be chatting with author Chloe Holiday about her book, Flyboy. Chloe will announce the details of her book giveaway at the end of the interview. Chloe is a military physician turned novelist. I love that, who writes steamy, fun stories about ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. She likes to deliver a bit of danger, so many of her romances have a suspense subplot. Hello, Chloe. How are you on this lovely summer day? Hi, I'm doing great. Me too. So tell us, why don't you like cliffhangers? (laughs) I just, I just... (laughs) <laughs> kind of always feel a little ripped off if if uh-huh. I don't know they're coming. You know, if if I pick up a book and it clearly says, you know, this is the first of seven sagas and, uh-huh. and you'll, then I'm ready for it. But otherwise, you know, if I spend the time reading something and it ends just with a blank screen and another question, I kind of feel like I was kind of sold a commercial for the next book. And I, I get that that's how people sell books, but... <laughs> But I'm I'm just somebody who likes um, to have some degree of closure. I like the main story to be wrapped up. And so that's it's just a thing. It's how I like to do mine. All righty. Uh, could you give us a brief summary of Flyboy? Yeah, Flyboy is, um, it's uh, an enemies to lovers um, sort of romance. It's got uh, a suspense and mystery element as well. And it involves... Um, a woman who was studying to be a photographer in Chicago, whose grandmother dies, and she goes back to small town Texas to settle the estate, and um, finds that the farm is in foreclosure, mm-hmm. and she could easily um, get the money she needed if she sold the crop duster airplane that her grandmother had, but her grandmother apparently has a had a handshake deal to lease the plane to the boy who done her wrong back in high school named Travis. And so that's the that's the conflict. All right. What are these protagonists like Trisha and Travis? Trisha is torn because um she had wanted to um, make a big name for herself in the field of photography in, in the big city, but she's finding that it's a little cold, um, hard to break in, and that she misses a lot about the small town. She feels guilty that she wasn't there when her grandmother suddenly died, and she really wants to keep the farm in the family um, in honor of her grandmother. Um, and so she's struggling for how to do that. Travis comes from a family of crooks. And <laughs> and <You're> straightforward. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. and um he has tried to do right and and be an upstanding guy but the small town he lives in will not let him forget where he came from and he was uh blamed for something that happened back in high school and he's not been able to shake it. And so he wants out. He wants to leave that small town, leave those people who won't give him a chance. And the crop duster is his ticket 
um, because he can make a lot of money, get his skills up, and then he can go out west and fight forest fires or or do something else. And mm-hmm. so it's horrifying to him when he loses one of his only friends, Trish's grandmother, Nana. And um, it's highly upsetting when she wants to sell the plane because he needs it. Without the plane, he's got nothing. Nice. I like that. <laughs> what you. inspired what inspired this book? Well, um, this book is part of um it's a standalone story, but it's part of um uh, a series called the All American Boy series. And and to get to be, and I'm really thrilled that I got to be um actually I have two books in it, but um it's a bunch of different authors and and one of the commonalities of these books is they all had to have boy in the title every book um and so but i was a, a johnny come lately in the in the series and so all the good boy titles were taken you know lover boy and all uh, these were well, they they were gone and i was thinking oh my gosh what can i do um and i thought well flyboy and i'm a pilot and i thought well that could be fun, you know, for a chance to bring a little of the sky to people, um, a little bit of what it's like. Because um, when I read, I want, I don't want those give me a break moments where, where I read something, I'm happy, I'm into it. And then I think, oh, come on, that's not how it works, you know. And so I thought, well, this might be kind of fun. And you never know, maybe it will inspire someone to uh, take a lesson or two. Yeah. So you're also a pilot, huh? Yeah, you that was my that was my midlife <laughs> that was my midlife crisis. How long did it take you to write this book, Flyboy? Ooh, um, this one was this one was fast. This one was about four months, um, because I I had a pretty tight deadline from the time I was accepted to the time I had to turn it in, um. But I, I'm so blessed with a really good team of um, beta readers. And, mm-hmm. and so my usual habit is to write like heck and then post an early draft to get feedback and then kind of clean it up and, and tweak it a little bit, then mm-hmm. post another draft and they go through it again. And mm-hmm. and it's that team, I think, that make um, make my stories um, pop. I, I I think I owe a lot to them um, to help me fine tune things um, nicely. But it was, it was a short one. It was only four months. Wow. And even with the beta readers, it didn't take longer? The whole process? You know, I, I have such a good team. You must. And <laughs> I have such a good team. And <laughs> and it, it's it's on a site called Scribophile, and, and, uh-huh. which I love. Um, but it's the kind of thing where you critique other people's work okay. and they critique yours. It's a little of a back scratching arrangement. You have to, for every critique you write, you get a certain number of points and then it takes that many points, a certain number of points to post a chapter. And so I, I have a network of people that I critique and, you know, and edit mm-hmm. for. And, and so I think when I do post a novel, they feel like they owe me and, and they like my work. And so they, they go through it fast. So it's really, um, uh, it's been a lucky and wonderful thing for me as an author. I think I think it makes a full stars difference in ratings, um, the final product versus mm-hmm. the rough draft that I the put up. The rough draft, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
When and why did you start writing? How did you turn from a physician into a novelist? Well, you know, sometimes bad things happen in life yeah. and you have to just make the best of it. And um, I, I really loved my job, although it did take a lot out of me. But I ended up uh, retiring early because of some family issues that, that needed my full-time attention. And so that involved retiring, leaving the state, and starting anew um, uh, to deal with these things. And in that time, my husband was trying to sell the house back in the Midwest. And of course, that wasn't going well. And so here I was trying to juggle all this stuff in another state, missing my husband. And all of a sudden, with all this free time, um, which I've never, ever had, um, but I, I developed terrible, terrible insomnia. And I just couldn't sleep. And, and I read a lot of books because of that. Um, and that was a luxury because I love to read, but I wasn't able to read much, you know, when I was so busy. Um, but some of the books were a little bit um, surprising to me. And and I started to think, well, gosh, I bet I could do that well. And so I thought, you know, <laughs> you know, put up or put up or shut up, you know. Uh, and mm -hmm. so I, I during the insomnia hour, I started to uh, write a book. And um, and it was addictively fun. And I think part of it is because of my life situation at that time. Um, all that worry and and things out of my control. And I, I think part of what appealed to me was, by golly, the good guys could win in my book. Maybe not uh, in my life, but in my, in book, my book. By golly, <laughs> it was going to go the way it should, and and I think that was very powerful, and it might have kept me sane. Um, so that's that's how it happened, and um, you know, the rest is history. What a winning attitude! I love that. What was the most gratifying part in writing Flyboy? Um. Well, I, I, uh, with every book, I kind of set myself a new challenge and, mm -hmm. and in this one, it was to try to see how well I could, um, get the flight and the suspense thriller, um, elements to make them, you know, gripping and exciting mm -hmm. and accessible, you know, because I wanted people to know what it was like to be a pilot, but not a bunch of boring detail. And, and so getting that balance, right. Um, that was that was a fun challenge, and I was very pleased um, when my when my readers really liked it. And the other part is, you know, to craft a nice romance where where you like both people. You don't know which one to root for when they're at odds. Um, it doesn't feel forced or trashy. Um, you know that that's uh, I I always worry that I won't be able to pull that off. And so I was pleased um, that 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 people really like Flyboy. What was the biggest surprise that came out of your book? Something that really surprised you that you didn't know before you started writing that book? Um, I think what what surprised me about this one was how much doing the audio really helped. Um, this was the first book that I did the audio at the same time as my final draft. And um, 
it was fantastic. And it's my new uh, way of doing things because I'm a really fast reader. Um, but when I when I slow down to narrate, then I can catch the things that are idiotic sounding or tongue twisters or what have you. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And 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 it gives me time to weed those out of the final draft, you know, because I can just tweak the audio and then I go back and fix the the written copies. And the so written. then they all come out at once and and it was faster too. You know, audio takes so much time, but it was faster too because the story was right there in my brain, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to going back um to something I'd written a couple of years ago trying to do. So that was that was eye-opening to me as an author. And that was that was a good good thing to learn. What do you feel you did right? No one else could have done it like you. Probably this, right? I've never heard of an hour author doing it this way. Well, you know, I think that, you know, I was raised not to brag. And so your question is hard for me, okay? Because I'm not a brag. Go ahead, um, brag. I, I don't think there are very many authors who are probably pilots. And so right, I think to be right. able to bring that realism to it, um, I, I think that was, I think it added something, you know, that that maybe someone else could have could have done a beautiful story with a similar line, but I don't think they could have done, done the plain things, you know, mm-hmm. not having been there. So that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> what would you have done differently? Oh, I'd asked to be in this um thing sooner so it wasn't a rush um because that that always um is, is hard when you're rushing 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 you know i don't um when i write it's it's all i want to do and because it's just so much fun but i always feel guilty you know to ignore my family um oh. d- d- during those hours and um, since it had to come together so fast, it, it just seemed like this was a big proportion of my day compared to usual, where I have a little better balance between writing and 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 family and, and and stuff. And so that that was something I struggle with. And this this one made me feel guilty, <laughs> but I had to I had to to be able to pull it off. But luckily, I've got a really really good husband, um, and so it worked out. What have you learned about yourself from writing this book? Um, I, I have learned, or at least had it confirmed yet again, that, uh, sex scenes are just hard for me. Um, because, because, you know, I, I have made the choice to have sex scenes rather than a fade to black, but it's really important for me not to have the same old thing, you know, or to make it just nothing but, um, smut you know um, and 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 to make each scene unique and appropriate uh and bring that emotional component and and make it make sense in the book as opposed to being gratuitous and so um i don't know how many different kinds of sex scenes i have in me <laughs> but but i was pleased to see that i had at least a couple more that were different than everything else i've ever read um, and these aren't weird, you know, but but um, I just don't ever want people to think, oh, this is exactly the same as the other book, except that the characters are different, you know, that they should yeah, change yeah. the names and otherwise it's the same darn thing. So that's that's just a thing I don't want. That's kind of hard. How do you balance all that out? 
you want the right sex scene so it never repeats itself. You have to put new elements into it. That's how do you do that? Yeah, I think I think um I think part of it. Well, you know, it it um I was doing um a release party for one of the other authors in the book. And you know how you on Facebook have these things where people have the little contests and whatnot. Yeah and, yeah. and and one of them had asked, okay, where do you like your sex scenes if they're not in the bedroom? Do you want them in a public place? Do you want them here, there, and there? And yeah. and it was it was interesting. Um uh one a lot of people said in a vehicle, and I thought, oh, okay, well. I've never okay. written one like that. So, you know, okay. Um, but but the, I think the main thing is to bring the characters in, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's the people that makes the difference. So it's not just tab A into slot B, you know, it's it's the people. Are they are they fun loving? Are they shy and repressed? Um, is it is it a take charge kind of guy or a very um concerned and thoughtful? um mm -hmm. sort of man you know and i think that's the important thing is is to get the personalities there while they happen to be getting it on and and so that um that's mm -hmm. always a challenge to me all right what are some of the takeaways from flyboy um like a theme yeah theme or yeah i think theme? i think yeah um themes of family mm -hmm. um the courage to change your mind and and come up with some of um uh your come up against some of your prejudice and prejudices and let go of them uh to be able to give someone a chance um uh believing in your dreams and persevering um even when times are tough and uh redemption i think those those would do it yeah, definitely. Would you do it all over again? Your writing career, any regrets? Well, I wish I'd started sooner. You know, sooner. I'm a little old to be uh, to be doing this now. But you know, it's, I'm I'm very lucky to be in a position where I can do this. Right. Um, and I'm I'm lucky uh, to be in a position where. I can kind of take my time and and not su succumb to that pressure. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you have to have a new release every six weeks. You know that kind of thing is out there, and and I just cannot do that. And well, and now with the AI, there are people who are asking AI to write half their book, and you know it's crazy. That's and, crazy. And so I'm, it is. It is. And, and you know, if for <laughs> me, it is always going to be me, one hundred percent. Right. And and I think. I'm lucky that I don't have that pressure to produce, produce, to produce, and just throw out some crap because I've got a deadline, you know? And in mm -hmm. fact, I'm, I'm late with a book that um, it's one of my, my new release is, is late. Um, I'd hope to have it out last fall, but it just wasn't right. And I, I would rather just uh, bite the bullet and wait rather mm -hmm. than, just kind of hustle some something out there and hope no one will notice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, do. I just have to know I've done my very best rather than just say, eh, good enough. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Absolutely. What is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author event? 
Um, does that thing we did, uh, the Diana Plopa count? They just came to my mind. <laughs> okay, well, I found out I was a murderer. Yeah, that, I that was, was shocked that it was you. <laughs> oh my! I God. didn't know either. I didn't know either. Um, yeah, I was working so hard to stick to with the script and and all that stuff. I didn't know it was me. Um. But I think I think that was uh, that was that, probably it. That um, was very cool. But, that was a but, virtual event, right? Yeah, Diana's yeah. Oh, that, that was that was, was a lot cool. of fun, though. That was a lot that, of fun. That, that was fabulous. Yeah, um, I think the other thing, um, it wasn't really an author event, but it's it happened with this network of um, authors on Scribophile. You know, the ones I critique for, and vice versa. Okay. And on that site, I have a unisex pen name. And that was important for me because I was writing a thriller. That was my very first novel, actually, as a thriller. Okay. Um, and I had a bunch of people critiquing my story and and a, hand, a bunch of men, actually, because it was, you know, uh, big time military thriller stuff. And, and I was thrilled to find out um, that these people assumed that I was a man. And... And I had comments like, well, women don't really think that way about certain scenes. And I had um, uh, later when people found out that I, in fact, was not a man, um, people would say, oh, my gosh, how is it that you can write the male POV so well? Um, but but this was this was vindicating for me because I had seen and you've probably seen it, too, um, people who want to just very strictly segmentalize people oh uh -huh, yes you're old so you can only write a yes. cozy oh yes. you're you're 21 so you can only write ya oh you're a woman you can't write a fight scene come on you know and and so it was very vindicating to me to find out that that i can write those scenes and to the point where men had no clue and just assumed that i was male that is cool What's next for Chloe on your writing journey? Well, the one, the one, I always have two, well, it's more, but but usually mainly two projects going at the same time. And one is in the polishing revision stage. And then the other is the new fun, crazy writing stage. So I have, I have a new one now that, that I'm starting and I'm doing the hard work to try to tune up the one that I could not release last fall. And that that one is um that one's a medical romance uh uh in an exotic uh, location and it's it's I, I think I told you that I I take on a new challenge every time. Yes. That that particular challenge was to take this ancient ancient abused trope and try to see if I could make it fresh. And so yeah. it was, it was, it was hard, but I think it's going to turn out fine, but that's, that's what I'm working on now. And I hope to have it uh, maybe by the end of summer. So how many books have you written total? How many books do you have? Um, seven, 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 seven published. I've, I've done mm -hmm. short stories in uh, the writer's co-op that I belong to the anthology, mm -hmm. um, which is a nonprofit, but um but full novels or novellas, I've done seven. And mm -hmm. of those, three are in audio. Alrighty. Would you like to read to us the big moment? Well, 
Sure, absolutely. Just a second, please. Okay, so um, we will we'll start where Tricia is taking a um, uh, photography uh, gig to try to earn money so that she can save the farm. The Creek. Tricia took another couple of shots of the rose arbor and glanced back toward the Monroe house. She'd done spreads of the beautiful antique furnishings, the elegant stained glass windows in the study, and the flower garden. It was in full bloom, crimson snapdragon bells trembling from the bees gathering pollen within, the vivid purple sprays of salvia nodding in the slight breeze. She hefted her camera bag higher on her shoulder and photographed the vintage tractor they used for seasonal displays. Breeze or not, it was still Texas hot in the sun, going on 5.30. Maybe she'd slip down to the creek to do some photos there. She'd not seen any in Ava's promotional materials, and the nostalgic shots might be good, inspiring people to book the place. Would it still have the rope swing? A photo of that would give the perfect carefree vibe that might get families to vacation there. She smiled as she traipsed down the shady path, remembering the weightless, out-of-control feeling when Travis had finally convinced her to try the rope swing back when they were kids. Flying through the air, then the loud splash and the shock of cold water from a cannonball plunge. The stinging of her thighs from rope burn, countered by the flood of triumph that she'd done it. That day, the way Travis had grinned at her made her heart catch for the first time, and the feeling had soaked in as surely as the creek water did, right down to her skin, her bones more like. She closed her eyes, breathing in the scent of damp earth, and it was just like yesterday, the splash so real she could hear it. Trisha turned and snapped a photo of the house in the distance, framed by the heart-shaped leaves of redwood and redbud and low dogwood branches, then strolled down the path, stopping to focus on a sumac leaf with early hints of the crimson fall coloration. She caught the shine of rippling water, screened by brush. Rippling? It had been years, but in her memory the swimming hole was always placid until it was filled with frolicking teenagers. Could it be an animal drinking? That would be a nice shot if she were able to capture a deer or a fox or a family of ducks might bring in nature lovers. She held her breath and eased closer around the tangle of greenbriar and scrub oak, scrub oak and swung her camera bag off her shoulder. Twelve feet away, a man shook dark wet hair and rose from the creek, wading toward the opposite bank. Water glistened on a broad muscular back that tapered to narrow hips. He strode higher and, oh my word, a naked man. Trisha froze at the sight of pale glutes contrasting with his tan thighs and torso, and her bag hit the ground with a dull thump. She'd just back away, if only she could move. The man halted on the bank, cocking his head, then turned, and Trisha's heart stopped. Good Lord! Travis Walker, in the flesh, dripping wet, not a stitch on, and looking hotter than homemade sin. And here she stood clutching her camera like some pervert. Don't look at his too late. Lord have mercy. 
caught out. An hour in the creek, and the welcome chill had sunk deep. Goosebumps travel pebbled Travis's skin as he clambered out, grateful for the utter stillness and peace the secluded swim brought. A muffled thump behind him, or just water in his ears. He turned in case a coyote had sneaked up on him and froze. Reality was worse. Trisha Lee Carlisle stared at him, camera in hand, wearing denim and scuffed cowboy boots. The first time she'd ever seen him buck naked and his balls had shrunk to the size of grapes. Damn it. This was not the way he'd wanted to reconnect. He crossed his hands over his shriveled package and sent her a smile. Nothing to do but bull his way through it. Hey, Trisha. She stared, eyes round, but didn't say a thing. Well, dang. There was no need for her to be so uppity. What's wrong? Cat got your tongue? Travis nodded to her camera. You get the shot you needed? Her eyebrows rose and she blushed like a peach. He couldn't resist. Or did you want a close-up? That jolted her out of it. Her eyes narrowed like she was fixing to pitch a fit. You think I'm down here taking pictures of your sorry hide? Though I might need a macro lens if I wanted to capture that little thing. She turned up her nose and crossed her arms. I guess you haven't changed at all. You still think the sun comes up just to hear you crow? Yes, ma'am, I reckon so, he admitted. I was planning to come see you, actually. Her eyebrows climbed. climbed. See me, whatever for. If I could just get dressed, maybe we could talk about it, unless you'd care to join me. Travis grinned, unable to help himself. It had always been so damn fun to tease her, but he needed to remember she was not the high school girl he loved, the one who'd sworn she'd never speak to him again. It wasn't smart to antagonize the woman who held the title to the plane. Sure enough, her face morphed into a full-fledged scowl. Fists on gorgeous hips, she said, you can kiss my grits, Travis Dean Walker. Come see me if you really have something to say. She bent to scoop up her camera bag in jeans so tight he could see the promised land and sashayed up the path. We'll stop there. Thank you. That was very uh, you're entertaining. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Could you announce the details of your book giveaway? Well, um, can... Uh, can I? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I'd forgotten about this part. Um, the first listener who emails you will get a signed copy of your of any okay. book of your choice. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll uh, yes, we'll do that. the The first person who emails me at uh, chloeholidaywriter at gmail.com. Can you repeat um, that one more time? Sure. chloeholidaywriter at gmail.com. Um, they they can tell me which of my uh, books uh, mm -hmm. that are in print uh, they want, and I'll sign them a, a mailed copy or mail them a signed copy of that. Um, oh. And um, I'll also... Uh, give them the option if they would like to have um, an e-copy ARC instead or okay. if they would like an audiobook ARC instead. So they get their choice of three. Oh, three. So, so, yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. 
And now parting shots from each one of us. You first, Chloe, you're my guest. So so this has been so much fun to do this. Um, tell know. me, tell me, tell me though, um, what your latest project is. What are you working on right now? I am working on my fifth book and uh, yes, it's in revisions and I will be starting my sixth month and that will be a book of short stories. I actually prefer oh, short stories to full length books. So it's easier are, to get results sooner, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So oh, those are fun. my projects now. Oh, that's Plus fun. podcasting and authors events. You know, we have um, Lakeshore Art Festival coming up in Muskegon this weekend. So we'll be selling books there. Uh, a lot of us like from that Michigan writers group live in West Michigan. Mm -hmm. So there will be like 15 authors. So that's coming up. Oh, that sounds fun though. You know, yeah, those are fun. Those are very much fun. Yeah, it's interesting to meet people in person. Do you know, I yeah. I kind of enjoy I've I've got readers, you know, in in Germany and and mm -hmm. Japan and and yeah. all over Australia, but but there's something about seeing someone in person where they say, "Oh, I just love this or that." Yes, um, yes. and and mm -hmm. it's that that's a lot of fun. So, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Your last thoughts, parting thoughts. <laughs> well, I you know I would say that. Um, Writing for me was life-saving in some ways with the mm -hmm. insomnia. Um, yeah. And it was such an impractical thing for a doc to do. Big time <laughs> departure and, and probably a waste of my education. You know this. People always judge. And, and so what I would say is life is short. If there's a thing you've always wanted to try and you don't know if you can do it, try. What the heck? You know, you might find out that you now have seven novels out. Um, so that would be what I would say is, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And maybe it's not, um, writing that you're interested in. Maybe you want to play the cello or, you know, something climb Everest, but, you know, do it, do it because time, time marches on. Yep. Just do it. And my parting shots are write indie, buy indie and read indie, read your local newspaper for inspiration, keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>